skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the Coming in strong from skin and blister. Hi, Kes. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I don't know if people like those dulcet tones we sometimes bring, which is why I'm bringing the absolute squeaky energy today. Hey, babes. Welcome to Skin and Blister Pod Love Edition. We are in your ears sharing the love today for Valentine's Day. Ugh, gross. <laughs> just kidding. Everyone should feel the love. Everyone now has um, oil dripping out of their ears because that was so oily. <laughs> Oily. Oily. Yeah, okay. So yesterday was of the, the the big V. The big V. <laughs> v for vendetta. V for vagina. V for Valentine's Day. Whatever you okay. choose, my friends. Okay, now we're just we're listing words that start with V. <laughs> Vibra. <laughs> um, we have a very special thing for you today because we are going to discuss love, my friends, love, and what we think about love. That's whose idea this was. Obviously, the super loving Kaz, not the (laughs) cold-hearted Sass. I've been burned many a time, which is why I'm so cold-hearted. You got to keep, preserve, preserve that little cold heart yours. Encase it in ice. I'm gonna come in strong with a with a oh my word I can't even speak with a what's it called when you tell a story? Mm-hmm. It's like a an anecdote. Story, an anecdote about Valentine's Day. Ooh. Uh, many years ago. Okay. Okay. I was setting up a bakery, right? Mm-hmm. And for Valentine V Day, let's call it, I made we made all these cookies and we did all this social media like come come to this coffee shop we were at and you can write a le- like a we would write it for you on the mm-hmm, on these massive mm-hmm. heart cookies. very very cute right what do you think of that idea Kaz? I love it we used to do that when I worked in the coffee sh- uh chocolate shop um we would do custom ones for people too if they wanted it was a very big holiday in a chocolate shop just saying it was like one of our biggest grossing days every year so guess how many people? <laughs> one. I don't think even one. Oh no! I was there all day with my piping bag, just oh. ready, to, ready to write. That is I love so you. tragic. Thank you for being so lovely. I don't think a single one was bought that day. They were nice cookies as well. They were like sugar cookies, massive heart sugar cookies that is a tragedy i hope you wrote i hope you wrote one for yourself and then ate it while you cried um yeah probably probably did you have someone to go on a date with that night or were you single and ready to mingle i was single at the time i believe so what did you do anything or no um, I can't actually remember that specific Valentine's. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude, but I don't celebrate <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, and this is going to shock you, that was, by the way, was completely expected. And not, you didn't even have to say it because we all knew that already. But oh, my word. here's a shocker for you. I don't like it either. I think it's silly. It's commercialized. Why would you yeah. use one day to show your love? You should show it all year. Like, it's so and, silly. Yeah, and you can never get a booking. And then maybe you do, and you have to get the set menu, and it's mm-hmm. overpriced. Yeah. What I like uh, to do is just stay in. Um Make the kid like a grilled cheese, put him to bed, and then make a nice dinner for hmm. the two of us. And, you know, just have some wine, eat slowly, put on some candles, you know. Just make it really nice. I think nice. my favorite part of Valentine's Day is when people ask me what I did for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I can tell them straight off the bat, absolutely nothing. I bet you love that. So, 
horrendous. And then they can feel your icy touch from like three feet away. And they go off yeah. crying never to talk to you again because you just crushed their soul. fun. <laughs> God forbid something's fun. Saz is anti-fun. No, I'm not anti-fun. Anti-fun. Anti anti oh <laughs> I'm not anti-fun. I am anti um, anything or anti-climax. No. <laughs> This is the love episode. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. I think I can definitely get into stuff more, but I would say anything overly organized. I'm going to give you a few examples, and I'm not saying I don't like any of these things. I'm just giving examples. Mm -hmm. Weddings, Hindus. Birthdays. But for the American listeners, a Hindu is not Hindu. It's Easter. not. I'm trying to explain. Bachelorette party. Bachelorette party. Thank you. Go on. Um, list all the holidays. List all the joy that people find in the world and just crush it. Go for it. Keep going. 100%. No <laughs> percent Anything to do with gender reveal. Actually, I'm going to say... I'm going to say it here and now. If you ever have a gender reveal, do not invite me. The other ones... Do you think someone actually would invite you to that, Says? I think Look, anyone that knows you. Lives. <laughs> no, this is me coming... I'm not trying to be not positive about this stuff because I think a lot of it is really fun. I'm saying when it's over-organized and then everyone goes there and like pretends to have fun... Mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. to be said for coming together to support someone when they, you know, celebrate someone getting married or mm -hmm. having a new kid. These are things, you know, we do need to celebrate life. I'm all about it. But I'm saying when it's even, I'm going to throw in there an overly organized night out. So mm -hmm. a night out with the least organization, by far, those are the best ones. Okay, um, so I'm just going to put in this little word here. You clearly don't want me to come to your wedding, right? Because you're anti-wedding. <laughs> It'll save me an overseas trip. <laughs> I don't think I'm... I'm not... Let's just say weddings are... My own wedding is not my priority at the moment. Let's just put it that way. Okay, okay. Um, you're crushed, friends. Sorry. Um, anyway, while I... Yeah. Okay, but I'm not, again, I'm, I'm being positive. I think we should celebrate life, but I think these organized moments can be less fun than the unorganized ones. That is the only point I'm trying to make. On that note, I will say, like, I went to a really organized party a while back, and it was too organized, and it was like, go, 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 next thing, next thing. And, like, literally, you couldn't even talk to anyone. Because you were so busy trying to complete the activities. And it was so mm. exhausting. It wasn't fun at all. So, but what was like, what do you think would have made it better? Uh, just, or... you know, I think the games are fun, but I think one, just one, all right? And then you all have hang you out. Ever done... What is it called when you have a party before the baby is born, a baby shower? Yes. Have you ever been to one where they make you play that diaper game where you smell the... Like, you have diapers and you put different things in them and then you, like, have to guess what the things are? No. Like, different brown substances. That's so disgusting. That is a classic. Yeah. Um, and it's usually, like, chocolate and then, like, chocolate pudding. You know, That's I have to say, like, for how wildly popular I am... <laughs> Just kidding, people. <laughs> I have not really been to a lot of, like, baby showers or bachelorette parties or anything like that. But I wonder if it's because... Because I don't think that many people get married. I think you're probably still on the young spectrum for that kind of thing. I think Thank you very much. Generally. <laughs> yeah, not, I mean, the thing is, I have my friends... Are, and my relatives 
are all <laughs> people who don't really care about marriage. So I will say that probably has an effect on how many weddings I've been to. Sure, sure. Uh, I used to, so the reason I've been to a couple of weddings is when I was working, I was working at a coffee shop that was primarily Christian, the people working there, and um, they got married quite young. And um, yeah, they yeah, couldn't so wait. <laughs> they were like, let's get married quick <laughs> so we don't do anything naughty. <laughs> yeah, so I went to a bunch of their weddings, which was, to be honest, a lot of fun, but. Uh, yeah it was a lot of fun it's just it's just organized fun i think there are weddings and then there are weddings and the weddings are super fun and then the weddings where it's like every minute is planned not that fun you know the one of the i've been to a couple epic ones one was in new york in manhattan in an old like players club um like where uh actors used to hang out and that was super super cool it was like not super structured it was simple but beautiful and then everyone just like hung out in manhattan and drank together and ate oysters it was pretty great and then also um i went to this one in uh massachusetts outdoors and it was in summer so it was just really really beautiful like on a farm and and then in the evening we had like a campfire and there was lots of good food and drinks and everyone was just having the best time ever and i'd say the ceremony was about like five minutes long and then everything else was just fun after that so I I really like that type of wedding the most, where it's like the main goal is to like spend time with everyone and celebrate the happy couple, but not to like have this massive structured thing. Yeah, I I think I'm going to rescind what I said earlier due to, I would say these things can loom ahead as Mm -hmm. quite like a... Like a a lot of weddings, it's you have to get the clothing. You've got to mm. go and iron your dress or whatever, and then you got you have to get there. Maybe you have to find a place to stay overnight, etc., etc. But it's there is something wonderful about celebrating people's life's moments and mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. the effort. Even making the effort, it kind of makes it. You know, it adds a bit of value to it. So yeah, say yeah, it's like sometimes it can be really quite stressful and a lot of work in a way and can be really expensive but there is something quite lovely about celebrating um your loved ones in such a way so yes i will say that the most challenging thing i find about weddings is figuring out which dress is appropriate for the wedding you know what i mean give us an example well so you know there's all these different rules around it and if you're if it's like a indoor more formal affair you have to wear like you know a more formal gown and can't be too short blah 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 if it's like a outdoor summer wedding you can be a lot more like bohemian about it um, but you still have to make Ooh, sure you like don't that. wear the wrong color, which is anything that's too close to white or red, apparently, like bright red or oh, black. What about red? I never heard that. Well, I think if it's like too bright red, like it's like you're trying to take attention or something. There's all these like weird rules about it. And what you don't want to do, right, is stand out too much and like for whatever reason either because you're really inappropriately dressed or because um you know you're too close to the bride's color like you don't want to take the attention from the bride right like they're supposed to it's their day so like god forbid (laughs) i don't know it's just for me it's like a very challenging concept because i'm just always afraid that like i'll show up and everyone else will be wearing completely different stuff than me and they'll be like what are you doing but in reality probably no one even notices it's just like an internal thing 
Yes and no, because uh, this is this is like one of the chances you get to really go for it with the dressing up. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but you don't want to go too far where like everyone's looking at you and not the bride either. So. Yeah, and if it's in the church, you got to make sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's modest enough, but um, it's yeah, it's not. Do you do you get your hair done professionally? I think sometimes the bridesmaids would. I, yeah, I've I never been in a that once. in a wedding where it was formal enough to have bridesmaids. Um, and I ha- so I haven't been a bridesmaid. Um, which I quite like not having that whole thing, the whole bridesmaid thing, because then some people feel left out, you know. Um, but I don't get my hair done professionally. I, I usually get my nails done, maybe, but that's about as far as I go. I can't be bothered. Oh, <laughs> One time I did my nails, and then I was running. <laughs> Tell me if I've told this story on the pod. I don't and think you have. Running. Of course, I was late to the wedding, and it was in London, so I was taking public transport. So I was running along in my heels, like, really <laughs> down a hill. And my nails were all wet, so I was like, they're out in front. <laughs> And I fell over. Oh, my uh, God. But, like, so, <laughs> I think I put about four layers of varnish on as well. And so, like, it all came off. And then what didn't come off had grit in it. Oh, my God. But there was no turning back. So I just got on the bus, went to the wedding. My hand, you know when you get, like, grazed hand as well? So yeah, I yeah. hand, nasty nails. But yeah, I was just, I was like, oh my word. That is so funny that you told that story because I had such a similar story at the wedding in New York. Not about the nails, but I, so I like, this was one of my first times spending any significant amount of time in New York City. And so, and like really in any larger city, um, and I was, I put on these really high heels, right? But, oh, and gosh. I had this dress on and it was like a long ankle length dress. What I didn't think about was that the hem of the dress, right? It's like supposed mm-hmm. to look kind of Greek. So like a sheath dress, I guess. It sure, was like very, the hem was like very small. So when you take steps, you oh. can't step further than like eight inches like so there i am (laughs) running a bit late right heels restrictive hemline on my ankles and i'm just tottering and i was like had my hand up for a taxi right i was like i'll just catch a taxi it'll be really easy no one stopped no one stopped and there i am like taxi taxi so i was like no one's stopping i have to keep i have to run towards this thing in case i can't get a taxi right so there i am like tottering along running 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 in my little heels with my hand up almost falling over like yelling taxi it was so awful and then (laughs) I, like, finally got a taxi and got there, like, just in time. But I was so flustered that I spent, like, the rest of the wedding just feeling incredibly flustered, which is not a good vibe when you're trying to, like, talk to a bunch of new people. So that was that was a whole thing. I'm going, yeah. No, this is crazy. It's quite something when you have to get somewhere as well mm-hmm. there's something quite incapacitating about having to put on because those gowns you don't see people in those you know in like wedding attire every day mm-hmm. it's quite obvious when someone's going to a wedding um and then i like, obviously if you're wearing heel- heels as well uh so i do have to say there's something quite nice about having a plus one to a wedding Yes. Yeah. Because then at least if you're late, they're late too, you know, and, and they can like help you totter along in your heels. I actually did have a plus one at that wedding, but he had gone early to be with the groom. So it didn't really help very much. Oh man. I've got a wedding this year. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Where is it? In Italy? Yeah. 
Um, Exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm quite excited about it. Is it formal? Just also because... Or... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah. The, the other... We went to friend's brother's wedding, which was an absolute treat. Um, but, okay, so again very very organized um very like there's very it's a whole day affair so Mm -hmm. many steps to it but if you can like just understand that and i wouldn't say like it's fun but it was more of a cultural experience for me so you're like learning Um, and observing yeah so i enjoyed it in that aspect whereas oh my word there was so much food calda i've never see if it was an italian wedding I would like wear really loose, like, you know, the dresses that have like the high waist, like the baby doll waist. Yeah. If you wore one of those with like a really puffy skirt, then you could just stuff yourself and you wouldn't have to think about your belly at all. Like, I think an Italian wedding, it's the only way. Because if you wear one of those bodycon dresses, like you're going to end up not wanting to eat as much unless you don't care but i always like think about that yeah sure no but what happened last when i went to friend's brother's wedding i um i had a couple of dresses and they all got vetoed uh as they were oh, no. off or whatever then i got this one and yeah they were like okay that one's fine um then I wore it and it was the same color as all the bridesmaids and I was like um, oh no why didn't they tell like, you you could have flagged that up oh my gosh uh, but that was quite funny so it did look a bit like I was a bridesmaid but I definitely wasn't you were trying um, to steal their thunder <laughs> no nah, I was staying so far away well like, it's hard to figure out a color and style to wear my problem is because I'm eight feet tall if I don't wear a gown, the dress is going to be too short. Because sure. between the uh, gown and, like, a you know, a shorter, um, more f- formal style dress, like, there's nothing in between that, really, for wedding style. You're either wearing a shorter one or a gown, usually. Um, and whenever I try on the shorter ones, I was like, this would be cute, except... My ass is almost hanging out. So sometimes what I do is I just get one that's like very um, modest up top, like no cleavage at all, like higher neck. And then I just embrace that it's shorter as long as I'm showing legs or the top, but not both. You know what I mean? Because you don't want everything showing. Yeah, this is like a rule. Yeah. Yeah, this is like one of the rules, isn't it? So that's what I did this Um, summer. I just wore one that was like a bit shorter but the top was like pretty modest so i think it balanced out okay what do you think i'm wearing like trousers to this wedding in italy um that seems very not italian to me Uh-oh. right i feel like i mean uh, you can wear trousers to a wedding i think um i don't think anyone like minds that but maybe one of those long uh I like those uh, long romper things, you know, the one-piece ones with the legs that are kind of wide and flary, so it looks a bit like a skirt. I feel like that would be a better bet than trousers. I mean, when I say trousers, these are like satin. um, They're very hard to explain, but basically they're flowery, but quite a nice design. Okay, okay. I think anyway, it just depends, later. yeah, yeah. Depends on, like, the formality of the wedding, the the other guests, all of that. It, I find this very stressful. Like, I think a great business idea, which probably exists, but I'm just not well off enough to use it, is, like, a wedding consultant for wedding guests. You send them a picture of you... They send and they they consult for all the guests at one wedding, right? So they know the theme, and they send back sure. like, "Oh, this dress would look perfect on you." Boom, make it really simple for all the guests. I think that would be ideal. Yeah, no, I I do think that's a great idea, but I would say something that I realized recently is that as much as you think no one 
like what like everyone communicates so for example with this wedding that i went to mm -hmm. i've never asked anyone's opinion about what to wear for a wedding i just kind of put some you know mm -hmm. i choose something and hope it's gonna work but everyone had an opinion and what mm -hmm. i realized yeah, yeah. is actually most people ask everyone in their lives if this is a good idea this uh outfit yeah i do or that. like ask a bunch of people yeah um so i've been trying to do that a little bit more like with weddings and like other i usually consult with the bride on that what just wait what i don't know if they hate that or love it but I'm like, do oh, you... if they're your good friend, I guess that's fine. Yeah, it's they're usually my friend. So, but I'm mm. like, do you? Is this dress okay with you? Is it too close to something else? Like, is it too short? Is it too formal? And usually they have a really good idea because they're like they have a whole picture of their wedding. So okay. I don't know. Yeah, if... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a no, good way I think to people go. Ask their 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 parents or their relatives or yeah, people other people going. Yeah. So you can kind of coordinate it. Um, but I never realized that until a couple years back. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many things we like. We're still figuring out about like society and how things work. And I think weddings are one of those like big scary things that I always see as like completely mysterious to me. <laughs> Still, I'm getting yeah. there a bit with it, but to me, it still feels quite like a giant mystery, like a puzzle that you have to solve because you just never grew up. Like, obviously, we had weddings, but they were very simple affairs, and we all just wore our normal clothes. So, like, we never had to think about any of it. Um, and I think that's so true. Yeah, most people grew it's up like one like, of those. Yeah, um, there's like a bunch of rules that you need to learn mm -hmm. before going to a wedding um we mentioned some of them like the you either show like more cleavage or, or more less, leg and less legs or more leg and less cleave. um yeah. and then yeah you said the color one um i think there's like like you shouldn't you should yeah i don't know there's like obviously don't get too drunk yeah <laughs> although everyone let's admit it like everyone does by the end of it if there's an open yeah, bar I guess at that's all. that's not really a rule. Like, just don't do it too early. Is the <laughs> Sure. Don't yeah, be that one person, hard. like, who's stumbling around early on in the ceremony. <laughs> Wait till everyone else is imbibing and then do it. Yeah. To be honest, a lot of the stuff I now know about weddings is from movies, because that's mm -hmm, such a common mm -hmm. theme in movies. They're yeah, you're right. They're always having weddings, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite an interesting thing. Like, it's definitely a, a thing where I still feel like some imposter syndrome, where I have dealt with that in the rest of my life. I go to weddings rarely enough that I still feel like imposter syndrome around them. The other thing with that is there's probably a lot of people... We don't have that many people that we grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would go to their weddings, whereas a lot of people, like, they would be going... To their relatives, to their, their friends. All their friends' weddings yeah. when they were kids. That's like, we so true. Really, like, we do have a little bit, but not as many as other people. And we also um, didn't go to college. Like, I haven't been to school at all. You, you did it online, so... A lot of people make, yeah. like, college friends and go to their weddings, and that's not a factor for either of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, did we get some questions about love? Yeah, we have kind of, like, a four-part question about love, so I'll just break what? it down into different parts, and we can answer it one at a time, maybe. Does that I'm sound so good? I'm so excited. All right, let's do it. All righty. Uh, first you. one is... What does love mean to you in a general sense? Oh, my goody aunt. <laughs> the age-old question. Uh, oh, my word. Um, what does love mean to you? Uh, for me, it's something... Uh, it's one of those things that's kind of uh, real... I'm not, I'm not going to put this very eloquent... Elo well, yeah, obviously, because I can't even say eloquently. <laughs> Is that the word? Yes. Very good. Very eloquent. <laughs> um, 
there's a lot of stuff in life that's like must be done and you know must make money must pay the rent there's a lot a lot of that kind of thing when maybe especially when you're an adult Mm -hmm. but for me love is something that's like a balm to life so it's something like that is like a real added extra um so love between friends Mm -hmm. um obviously romantic love uh i mean like having pets is also like a really nice kind of I don't know if that's love, but do you know? Feels I mean? like it's pure love to me, yeah. actually. The pet, the love for your pet, feels quite pure, doesn't it? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> but then there's like, so I think that would be for me. It would be like anything that that kind of invokes, evokes that evokes. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I could say like, oh, you have to work for love, but I would say though. The work is more like you have to work for a relationship. You have to work for any of these relationships, friends, romantic again. Um, but the actual like love is like the nice part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think love is? Ooh, it's so it's such a broad question. Um, what does love mean to me? I think my definition of an idea of love has evolved as I've matured. Um, And I think it is something that, you know, society is constantly trying to define love. And I think it's also evolved in society because marriage until very recently, until the last century was about convenience, right? Not about love. And if, if you got love with it, that was great. But it was more about sharing property, families, you know, like carrying on your legacy, having children, all that. Um, so this idea of modern love is a very new-ish idea, which I think we're still all figuring out a lot, which probably is why the divorce rate is incredibly high, higher than it's ever been. Um, but to me... I think the purest form of love that I've experienced is my love for my son. Um, But I don't think that you should apply the kind of love you'd give to a child to other relationships in your life either. So I think love looks different ways in relation to different people. Love of your child means, you know, they come first you would do absolutely anything for them and you're constantly thinking like how can I help you know raise this person in a proper way and also in a loving way um and you know they're your number one priority um I don't think that it would necessarily be healthy to love a partner in that same way um in such an unconditional way you know because I think that love comes in a partnership from both people. It's a mutual thing, right? Like you have to have a partnership where both people are putting in work and that work that you're putting in shows that you love that person. But I've, you know, when I was younger, I felt that love, loving a partner was, loving them through everything and essentially like letting them get away with not loving me properly and I've come to realize that that wasn't love that was codependency Um, and it was a very toxic um, form of love I mean it may have felt like love at the time but definitely wasn't healthy love Um, so I think like yeah and then with friends I think love looks like you know, you're mutually benefiting each other as well. And and it, you can love someone and, you know, have your friendship fade, but still love them because they're just not right for you in a different period of your life or vice versa. So, yeah, I think it can look so different for, for so many different relationships. Love, love, love. Bum, 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 ba-dum, bum, ba-dum. All you need is love. 
Speaking of um, karaoke. Oh my word. Is there another part to this question? Yeah. Love how you had like some insight on what I said though. I didn't though. I thought you answered it well. I think it was, I was thinking about it. I wonder if, yeah, because from, is love like a adjective? To love. Uh, it's definitely not an adjective. No, it's not an adjective. That's the wrong. Or you mean a noun uh, or a verb. I think it can be either. I think I think it would be like a little like a little fuzzy feeling. Um, whereas maybe it's also something you can do. Like you can love people. But so you can do it. But is it actually what you're doing or is it that feeling that you get? That's what I was thinking when you were saying. Well, that's a hard one because I think, like, for me, I've experienced, like, passion and mistaken it for love. And maybe it was. I don't know. Like, obviously, no one, it's hard to define love. But for me, love feels more like the day-to-day little things that you, like, keep doing and keep doing and keep doing. Like, you know your partner likes coming home to no dishes in the sink, so you wash the dishes. Or you know your partner likes a foot rub, so you get... But it's not, like, these grand gestures or even feelings, but I could be totally wrong about that. I think it's more an active... What did you say? Immature. I said, when you said foot rub, I said gross. Very (laughs) immature. I'm apologizing. I think it's more like partner love is more an act, um, continuous acts between the two partners of loving each other, as opposed to some big romantic like feeling. But maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm just too dead inside to like experience that. No, I'm definitely not I'm not I'm definitely not saying all the time there's a fuzzy feeling. I'm saying when for example your your pet meets you at the door and is happy to see you, then you feel there's that little bit of happiness that mm. comes over you. Yeah. That's what I think love is. There's something interesting that I've always heard is when people have kids, they they feel like their heart grows. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think like I have one kid, so I think like my my heart definitely grew for him. But I keep thinking, if I had another, could I possibly love them as much as I love him? But what I've heard from parents with multiple kids is every time your heart just expands more to have more, you know, to fit more love into it. But it's so it's it's weird, but I do kind of get it um, because I, obviously your heart isn't growing, but it's that feeling of oh, um, is that fe- I don't I can't really describe it, but that is what I would say love is is that feeling of your heart growing in capacity for love, I guess. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's interesting that people always say that. Like, they give birth and then they're like, then my heart grew two sizes bigger. And then what they don't realize is that their heart is also going to be ripped apart and have to walk around in the world all by itself and they'll be worried about it all the time. (laughs) That's what they say as well. They say it's like outside of you. Yeah, terrifying. Your heart is suddenly outside of you, and you don't have that much control over it. The older it gets, oh my goodness, (laughs) so scary. I would be curious, like, if you had a dictionary definition for love, like, what would it be? And then we'll read the like Webster one. Okay. Oh, I meant to come up with that. Yeah. Um, Just a quick like thought on it. One-liner. Yeah. Okay. Love is defined as a feeling much like joy or happiness so it's a positive feeling um often felt through relationships i like that that's good webster herself <laughs> I, I really what like you that. say i think love is love is the act of um exchanging 
mutual positive feelings between people or other objects, I guess, or pets. Mm, um, sure. That wasn't very Webstery of me, but that's kind of how. No, no, I get it. They're like an exchange of happiness. All right, like I'm going to read it. So it's noun oh, or verb. It. So noun, one, an intense feeling of deep affection. Babies fill parents with feelings of love. Two, a great interest and pleasure in something. His love for football. Um, that's a funny like example, but I can see that. Um, and then as a verb, one, feel deep affection for someone. Quote, he loved his sister dearly. Two, like or enjoy very much. I just love dancing. All right. Sure. Interesting. So interesting that they've used it both ways. Because we were like, is it a noun or a verb? Apparently it can be both. Yes. Very, very good. And funny they used our exact example of a parent loving a child. Well, I they think that's probably the most powerful love in the world. I don't know if you agree with me, but that feels like... Because, for instance, even if my son, like, God forbid, but, like, murdered someone and went to prison, I would still deeply love him, right? So, like, loved it. I think it can be. I think, all, obviously, there's times when that doesn't happen with parents, but... In a healthy parenting relationship with a child, I think that that kind of love is like very pure and very self-sacrificial, sure. which is kind of annoying, but no. That's what I was going to say. It can be quite one way, that type of love. Whereas yeah, uh, yeah. relationships, in romantic relationships and friendships are very can be very transactional. Yeah. Um, in which the is, way you kind of exchange love. Which, which has is good. Merits yeah. And cons. Um, but I'm also going to say <laughs> my love for Lulu, for Lulu transcends transcends any parent and child <laughs> careful Lulu's now dog, by the way careful um, I do anyway, find it interesting sorry. how yeah. in their definition it's an intense feeling of deep affection but it doesn't say whether it's can just go one way or mutual you know and that's an interesting thing to think about um but i think yeah that depends on who the relationship is with is it a hard thing to define yeah i think my cats love me but they probably don't they probably just see me as like a food receptacle but through that i definitely love them <laughs> um so here's the next Mush. question how have you experienced love in your oh own my. life? Sure, sure. Uh, Remember, friend may or may not listen to this. <laughs> sure. Was not going to mention friend. Oh, uh oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> jokes, jokes, guys. Lightening the mood. Um, so... Interesting, interesting. I think there's obviously the parental love that you get from your parents. That's often. Um, and although we grew up quite differently from others, that was. It's funny because they didn't express that in very traditional ways, but I do now, looking back, I can see ways that they did show that in their own way. So, for mm -hmm. example, um, Oh gosh, she searches for an example. Um, while you're no, searching, oh, I was gonna say while you're yeah, searching for that, I might as well add this other part of the question, and you can answer oh, yeah, both. Sorry. Uh, what did you learn about love as a child, and how did that shape your experience as an adult? So both of those as a dual question. Oh, that is very. That is a good question. So I think rather than, um, I would say as a child there wasn't that much non-transactional love mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so definitely my parent our parents took care of us mm -hmm. um we were you know clothed fed and there's a certain amount of love to those things as well definitely um but other than that everything was pretty transactional so uh like your relationships with your friends so i and i also it's hard to express but 
I wasn't, I didn't have a feeling of generosity. Like I learned mm. that later in life from, to be honest, from Francesco, um, mm-hmm. I learned a sense of uh, kind of real generosity and, and giving, which wasn't as as surprising as it sounds living on a like Christian commune, you would mm-hmm. expect a lot more generosity as, as seeing as like money wasn't an issue as well. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't really something that people gave was like their love. There was like cookies, but yeah, not so much love. Yeah. It's complicated, isn't it? So I think, uh, yeah, uh, I learned that I learned to, appreciate people who I, I guess I learned like transactional love when I was a kid mm, yeah yeah it's like love with conditions wasn't it like if you do this yeah. you will get that but it wasn't like I love you no matter what you do although I'm sure like our, our parents I'm sure felt that way but they didn't express that to us does that make sense <laughs> It's a very hard one because even now I wouldn't say they would, they would necessarily say that because there, because we don't necessarily believe the same things. There is a certain amount of transaction, mm-hmm. whereas like mm-hmm. if I would believe exactly the same, then I imagine there would be a bit more um, love mm-hmm. between us. But because I have different belief system that is limited and I don't necessarily I do understand that to an extent but I think with kids and parents there has to be a bit of unconditional that old unconditional so how do you think you have experienced love as an adult do you think in a healthy way like what have you learned about love from your relationships with people as an adult that was different maybe than what you learned as a child yeah, sure. But did you answer the child one or? Uh, not yet. No. Um, oh, okay. Are we gonna? Okay. Well, I can answer it now, or we can go back. Yeah, I'll answer it. Um, I do think that, like, as a parent now, um, a parent's love, I think, is absolutely supposed to be unconditional. Um, Mm -hmm. not that you spoil your kid or let them get away with everything. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you express your love through words and actions, no matter where your child is at. Right. So even if, you know, your child just did something terrible, like, um, bullied a kid at school, Sure. You don't cut them off from your love as a parent. You say you you sit with them. You say, "I love you," and also what you did was not okay. And so here's the consequence. But they need to mm. be able to feel your love throughout. You don't remove that love as a punishment ever. That I think that is like part of where all the harm emotionally from. I can speak for myself and probably similar for you was that it felt as if we, if we didn't do the exactly what we were supposed to do as kids, that we were Mm -hmm. cut off from that relational love. Um, Whether or not the adults felt that way, I, I can't speak for that, but as a kid, that's what it felt like. Right. So that felt really harmful because it felt like, you know, I can only be loved if I'm this like perfect little human doing everything my parents believe in. Um, and that definitely yeah. like carried through. And it wasn't even just the parents because I think we were raised, the commune was kind of our parents, right? Like it's. Yeah, set, that's true. So, yeah. It set the rules, it set like, you know, the discipline. Like, I think our parents were like a side note to the commune as our parents, which was really interesting. Um, And I think if they had been allowed to be our parents more, um, I think a lot of these issues wouldn't have existed, probably. Um, But yeah, so I carried that, I guess, into adulthood, um, which I've definitely had to like do a lot of work on how I define and see love and 
all my conditioning and things like that. But if you want to go ahead and tell us like how you've experienced it as an adult, I'd be really interested. Sure. Uh, I was um, as uh, with your point about the parent parental love. I was gonna say it's quite it's quite something. Um, this parental love because it is that relationship which takes so much. So I do admire that, and I. Um, something to be held in awe of a little bit is this kind of relationship a parent has with their kid because it's it's really quite it's it's a hard thing i don't think like we go like uh, it has to be unconditional and it it uh i guess it does but also that's a challenge even if you it's love a your massive so challenge because they can be like really unlovable sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like, oh like, for instance, you wouldn't think this is so bad, but like when your kid has like a a cold and they're just sniffling like all the time and oh, they're disgusting and there's snot everywhere and they're wiping their hand. You're just like, oh, the last thing I want to do is be affectionate towards you right now. And then you still have to be affectionate. You know what I mean? Nightmare. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I see sick kids, I do have a... <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, that's so horrible. No, I always feel for their parents. Yeah, yeah, because it's really disgusting. <laughs> um, but for in what have I learned as an adult? You know what? Something I've learned is actually really recently is to um, to appreciate. I guess they like appreciate those moments of love, but also not to put your insecurities on someone mm -hmm. so if like someone doesn't reply to a message don't you know and that, does that doesn't happen. mean don't. they don't love you necessarily <laughs> and also don't start thinking to yourself i'm not worthy of having friends mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. just some kind of like taking things to the next level you got it so i think you have to not put those maybe insecurities you have on the relationships that you have you mm -hmm. need to just keep it pretty um <laughs> that's oh, a you problem yeah. not a them they're probably just deep in their own issues and there it's not about sure. you <laughs> mostly it's like yeah even if it, the reason they're not replying is because they don't like you that's fine they should um I mean, it's and never, you that's never the case. went off and you, you lived happily to. ever after. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that one and then the generosity one as well. I think like mm. uh, having that generosity to someone is something that can that I always work on. Um, and I like it's never ending, isn't it? Yeah, you can never kind of because you can't get complacent. You know, you, have you can't get complacent, but you can always give more. But it's not like I'm like saying you need to sacrifice yourself. I'm no, 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 no. It's a nice thing. Like it's a good thing for you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's and enjoying that moment of like, I guess like we were saying, giving love as a verb, but also like mm -hmm. feeling it. So uh, things are transactional, but like enjoying the the non-transactional part of it, I guess. Yeah, that absolutely. It's very vague, but I think hopefully some of that has made sense. Well, so um, is love. <laughs> it is certainly. What do you think you've learned as an adult? Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's no? so hard because like I've loved in so many different ways and a lot of them have been toxic. Um, but I think that's led me to learn so much more about it. You know, school of hard knocks and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out thinking that love was just, you know, you love them no matter what. No matter what you, they do to you, you forgive, you love, you move on. Let me tell you, my friends, that uh -oh. is not love. That is codependency. That is not healthy. That's extremely toxic. You deserve 100% to have an equal share of what you give given back and you deserve never She's to talking be about self-love yes ma'am you deserve never <laughs> to be hurt <laughs> um yeah. 
obviously people hurt by accident. I'm not saying like if someone accidentally hurts your feelings, you should 100% cut them off right away. But, you know, I think you're your own best judge of that. Like, when is it too much? And really, it is about your boundaries. If something feels uncomfortable to you, there's probably a reason why. And you know what? Not everyone has to... uh, It's not a cookie-cutter thing, right? Like, one person's boundary could be different than someone else's. And that's okay. Like, you're allowed to have your own, right? Even if they seem unreasonable to the person you're dating. That probably means you're dating the wrong person. So find your person who understands that your boundaries are important and stick to those boundaries is what I have to say is probably the biggest thing I've learned about love in a partnership and friendship too. Um, But I think that love, it really, the way I've experienced it, I think that is the most true to what I believe in is just this constant, um, I think in a good partnership, like a life partnership, what you're trying to do is always learn and grow together, right? And sure, yeah. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not going to be necessarily pretty, but it also won't damage you too much either because that's not good. Um what you're trying to do is, you know, people, if they are learning and growing, which is definitely someone you want to date is someone who's willing to learn. Um, they're going to change as an adult and you're going to have to fall in love with each new version of them. And same with you changing in them. And it's okay if like, if there's a new version that you can't fall in love with and it's okay to end a relationship too like let's normalize that like I think we grew up with this big idea of how like it's for life and I I want to just normalize like hey if it's not if you're no longer able to love each other properly it doesn't have to be like a horrible thing to say goodbye and you know because chances are if one person's feeling that the other one probably is too and if they're not they're totally insensitive so either way you should Uh probably but but i do think like as i'm saying that it's okay to end a relationship Mm -hmm. i do think a good relationship absolutely takes a lot of work and effort um and it's not something you should give up on easily um so i think there's a balance to be found there um and yeah, and it's just about like, what are your boundaries for yourself? And, and I don't believe that you can love properly without having a love for yourself. So I think that definitely needs to come first. Um, because like, think about it, you can't love yourself properly. How, how could you possibly know how to love someone else properly? What do you uh, think? Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to love someone else other than or like do kind things for other people. Absolutely. And not do them for yourself. It's probably a lot easier. But, <laughs> yeah, but I do think it's good to work on um self self-loving. No, self-loving. self-loving. <laughs> I think it depends on the person. We weren't raised with a lot of self-respect or love. So I think we have a lot of work to do towards that. And then I think conversely, if you were raised as the center of your parents' world, then maybe you have a little work to do on loving other people. So I think, yeah, I think for... If you feel like you have a silver spoon in your mouth, (laughs) perhaps work on loving other people is what we're saying, because some of you were born with one. What could we say? I'm hearing that expression. Yeah, hearing a little jealousy over there. No, no jealousy here. Jealousy rots the bones. You should know that. <laughs> uh, but well, there's I one. Know. I think we have to keep it. Also, it is lots of work to be in a relationship. Yep. Um, Find your balance, friends. We come back to balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good and it's bad, like anything in life. Exactly. Um, there's to wrap it up. We can just quick answer this interesting 
more of a philosophical question, but I'd be curious oh, what you have to say. Uh, do you think love is just animal instinct or something more spiritual? Oh, my word. We've gone into the realms of spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything? Give us your take. Okay, I can give you. Okay, so here's how my evolution went. I started out being, you know, religious as a kid and thinking that everything was spiritual um, or had spiritual meaning. Then I became like a agnostic, almost pretty intense atheist, and um, and I thought like it's all animal. Everything we do is animal instinct. Like it's all pretty meaningless and (laughs) I mean not meaningless like we're here on this world like and we're enjoying it but it's nothing beyond like just hormones and instinct right um I think Mm -hmm. I've come to this like a bit of a place now where it's a lot of that right a lot of the animal but also I do recognize I think there's like something uniquely human that is special and it can be really good or really bad Um, but where there's something more and it may just be because our brains are really developed but I do think like maybe it's just me comforting myself but I'd like to believe there's a little essence of the spiritual to love so that's kind of where I'm at right now interesting also the cats are getting fed I'm I hear them (laughs) gotta feed those Wait. cats who is feeding the cats simon you've got oh to gosh. feed them otherwise they won't love you it's very conditional and transactional i do feel like <laughs> we should get simon on and ask him that question oh my gosh simon what? would you answer what you think uh this question wait don't It is. Do you think love is just animal instinct and hormones, or do you think it's something more spiritual? I'm going to put him on. Oh, my word. What a joy. We have a guest. Wait, Saz, you answer it first, and then Simon will. Because he's eating something. Oh, I don't really... I don't have any... I want to hear. Okay, she wants to hear you. Are you ready? I can form my opinion while you talk. All right, he's getting the headphones. Exciting. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Simon. Thank you for coming on the pod. My pleasure. Catch me off guard here. We'd love to do it. All right. Can you repeat the question? Is love just instinct and animalistic versus spiritual? Yes. Exactly. So I'm I'm not the most spiritual fellow out there, although I do think there are um, aspects to spirituality and things that we don't yet understand. I think that love is mostly chemistry, chemical, but I do think it's among the most powerful emotions we can feel. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are reasons for that, you know, like uh, our drive to reproduce and everything can make us all crazy and call it love. Okay. Um, I know that's kind of a cold answer. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's not to to besmirch love. I still think it's important. Um, I think, you know, like I kind of heard a little bit of what Keldo was just saying, but our life here on earth is a special valuable thing and that's enough for me and love is i feel sorry for anyone that doesn't experience it oh so uh, that's good yeah both love and oh, be really loved hmm. all right thank you simon um well i can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on this i'm throwing calda back <laughs> it's quite a few uh thank you for coming on simon yep talk soon sounds good bye uh, bye bye um, my, thank you, my Simon. Opinion, thank you, Simon. My opinion, I think, it's really similar to both of you. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just throw this in the mix. I think it's kind of what you make it, mm-hmm. like especially romantic love. I think there's so many different um, aspects of it. So whether you, I mean, even like the things you kind of enjoy as a relationship you know maybe some people like going for 
a date some people just like to watch a movie and that's enough and like the different languages like giving gifts versus like doing services for each other there's so many different components mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so is it spiritual or nat or natural um it's both but you definitely can like work on you know you can you can do i guess like you can push yourself to do more but whether that's just for um like the benefits the benefits of having a a partner but then like friendship love but then you could argue that's like a, a safety net very interesting question mm -hmm. anyway i think it's both as as both of you are saying and i think you can you can kind of make it what you want make with it what you will yes but we should close and clean up but that was a beautiful 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 episode. um everybody Show a little love this week, get a little love, and just remember, we love you too. <laughs> Not really, but we do. We love you transactionally because you listen to this podcast, so we no, love you, and we spiritual. really love you. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. We're not going to give any words of wisdom. Cause no, that was too much. Oh, my word. Yeah. It's already been way too much. And way too much. You've got this far. Congratulations. Oh, we truly love you spiritually, but also transactionally. <laughs> <laughs> We're confused. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Celebrate yourselves and let us leave you with that. All right, ciao, Goodbye. ciao. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.